Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. We're starting to all of my best friends kind of officially tonight, and, and I want to go to Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And uh, if you were at church on Sunday, I preached from this passage on Sunday, and we talked about it last Wednesday, and uh, we're going to kind of continue in this thought. And I want to get really specific tonight, and I want for us little by little, little by little, to start going through and grabbing some things that are really, really important. Uh, now, uh, just real quick, look at your neighbor and say, just get ready. Okay, full participation. Look at your neighbor and say, get ready. It's learning time. Okay, so, so I'm just preparing you. This series that we're about to, 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 to go into, um, like we're going to be learning. So I'm not so much necessarily trying to like, you know, be, be funny or inspiring or like I want us to learn some things that, that will literally set our life up for success. God has a great purpose and a great plan for your life. But do you know how many people are not fulfilling that? How many people will not fulfill that? How many people will, will, will fall short and will miss it? Simply because the, the Bible goes this. The Bible goes people, my people in particular, God's people, they get destroyed. Can anybody finish this verse for me? For lack of, for lack of knowledge. Do you know how many Christians, like, bro, I know I'm a Christian, life is good, but they're literally, their life, uh, you know, I'm, I, I do ministry, not just in youth group, and so, like, I get to talk with people who, I'm watching, like, people's families, people in their, in their, in their 30s, 40s, 50s, they get destroyed for lack of knowledge. And so I want to go little by little, and I want us to just begin to learn some things. How are we going to make it as, as a community? And, and I really want to keep on coming, and I'm, I'm going to tell a story here in just a minute. Um, back, back to this thought that, like, if this is the place God's planted you, now maybe it's not, and if it's not, totally cool. But, but, but if this is the church God's planted you in, we're going to talk about this momentarily, um, we have to realize that all of my best friends— they're in this room, that, that God's planted me in a community for a purpose because this is the place where there are nutrients that my life needs. Okay, that's a long introduction, and I know we don't have long tonight. And so go to Acts 2.42 is the first verse that I want to read, and then we're going to jump over to Jeremiah. What a strong name, by the way. That's a good name right there, Jeremiah. That's a good name, Jeremiah, wherever you are. That's a, that's a solid name. Um, uh, Acts 2.42, it says this. They continued, this is all the people that had just gotten saved. They continued steadfastly. Other translations say this, they devoted themselves. They had a devotion. They had a commitment. They continued. They were devoted steadfastly. And these three things, the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. So like, Brandon, can you not count? That's four things. Well, I'm combining fellowship and the breaking of bread because the breaking of bread is a reference to the Lord's Supper. So what, what we see here is they were devoted, number one, to the apostles' doctrine. We're gonna talk about that in a minute. Secondly, to gathering and being together. It'll go on in later verses to say they had all things in common and they were like always hanging out house to house. That They were gathering in fellowship, devoting themselves to fellowship, but in their gathering, remembering and reminding themselves of what Jesus had, had done. And then lastly, in, in prayer. 
I want to talk tonight about the apostles' doctrine. Doesn't that sound so like scholarly? Like, bro, seriously, the, like this is youth group, bro. Like, we're talking about the apostles' doctrine. What does it even mean? Uh, let me give you a quick definition in case you weren't here Sunday. Uh, so, someone's by show of hands. It just it, help me out real quick. Who are the apostles? Someone that's not Matt Tillery. Who? Anybody who were the apostles? Come on, take a wild stab at it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The people, the 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 ones who were actually physically walking with Jesus. The, it, it was the, the men who were the pastors, the planters of this early church. And if you go to like, you know, Matthew 28, I think it is, he literally goes to these guys. He's like, listen, I'm leaving, okay? Um, but but I'm, I'm leaving you here and you're going to pastor plant. You're gonna oversee my, my church as its birth. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to teach, someone say teach. I want you to teach people, all the things that I have been teaching you. So the apostles doctrine, it was literally the teaching of the men who walked with Jesus. And we talked about this this Sunday, but it's, it's really important that we kind of, we get this. The, the apostles teaching, it had three things. Anybody that was at church on Sunday, that's like a super good note taker or was paying attention that could tell me the three things, the apostles doctrine, that's not mapped. Okay, I'll just tell you because we don't waste time. Um, n- number one, it was actually inspired by the Holy Spirit. Ha- have you, do you have a friend uh, that exaggerates? You know anybody that when they retell an event, you know for sure that's not how it happened? It's like, oh, dude, you should have been there Friday night at the football game. And they start talking about what happened and you're like, that is not at all what happened. Like, what, like, 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 what planet are you from? The, the, this was not their, like, this, this was not what they were doing. Everything they taught, the Bible goes, is actually inspired by the Holy Spirit. We actually have the apostles' doctrine. We have it right here. It's all the letters, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all the epistles, all the different letters that we have because they did not have a printing press. And so they would teach like this in a group setting, house to house, but then they would write letters 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, all of their teaching, all of their letters, they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. So the apostles' doctrine was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Secondly, the apostles' doctrine, it was verifiable. Someone say verifiable. verifiable. It's verifiable. In other words, you, you could actually go, hold, hold up, hold, hold up, Pastor Pete. Say that again. Okay. Now, can, can, can you go real quick and can you show me from the OT, the OGOT, the Old Testament, can you show me wh- where, that, where it's actually at? It was all verifiable. This is why if like, you get like, if you become like a Bible like scholar, which I think you should, we should all be like students of God's word, you'll find in the New Testament, there are so many references to the Old Testament. Because in the New Testament, they're writing and they're writing like this. Yes, yeah, so, you know, what Jesus said is such and such, just like it was written in, it was all verifiable by what had already been written. And then lastly, here, here's a big word. Uh, here's a Bible college word for you. Maybe not. Maybe it's like, Brandon, you're not very smart. That's actually not a big word at all. Um, it was all contextual, uh, contextualized. Couldn't even say it right. Contextualized. Can shut it. It was all, it's like, that's what you get for bragging about your big word, loser. Um, it was all contextualized, contextualized um, to these local churches. So like, that's why the letters sound different. That, that's why there's different tones to them. There's different emotions to them. That's why they talk about different things because they were the teachings of Jesus, inspired by the Holy Spirit, verifiable by scripture, but given to specific local church 
communities. Now, here, here's, here's where, where, where I want to draw this reference. And by the way, I've never preached a message like this before. Um, not that I haven't wanted to. Um, I just haven't been brave enough to. Like, I've never been brave enough to, 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 to preach a sermon like this before. So brace yourself. Um, but here, here's where I want to draw the connection. You have been planted in a local church. Like, that, that's a God thing, by the way. And again, I'm going to keep on saying, if this is not the church God has you at, totally cool. Find the church God wants you at and plant yourself because we've all been planted in a local church. And all of us have had placed over us spiritual leaders who, who, who their assignment from the Lord is to pray, to study scripture, to ask God, God, what is it that you're speaking? What is it that you're saying to this local community? Like my, like my job is not to preach sermons and my God, oh my God, my job is not to come up with stuff. Like I, I had this lady, has anybody ever said something to you before that just, it couldn't be farther from how like it actually is supposed to work. Um, there's this lady in my neighborhood. Uh, I met her recently. She goes, oh my gosh, you're a pastor. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. She goes, did you know there's three other pastors that live in this neighborhood? And I'm like, I actually, actually, actually didn't know that. She's like, I have this great idea. This is a super great idea. Um, it would save you a ton of time. I'm like, oh, I'm all about saving time. She's like, you guys should swap sermons. And then you only have to prepare one sermon a month. Like just everyone prepares one sermon and then you just like rotate them. And I'm like, yeah, you, that's not, that's not how it works. Be, because maybe it works like that in some places, but my belief, our conviction as a church is no, 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 no. Our assignment and our job is to ask God, God, what are you speaking? That, that's why sometimes, like last week, we'll, we'll, we'll be in a service like this and um, I'll have a sermon that's, that's prepared and just, just, I'll just get a sense from God. I, what I'm actually wanting to say tonight is this. I, I, th- th- there's, there's a little bit of a, of a tweak to it. And, and, and that's my primary responsibility. Now, let me take that a step, a step further. In, in this community, we have leaders who are in this room who, who we call them adult leaders, but they're just leaders. And actually, if you're an adult leader, if you're here and you're a leader tonight, part of your job and your assignment is to actually be in the same way saying, God, I'm a shepherd. God, God, you've placed me in a role where I have influence. And so I have to be under the spiritual covering that I have asking you so that I'm able to speak and encourage what you are saying. And and I'm going to show this to you here in a second, why this matters. Someone just say, why does this matter? Okay, why does this matter? Go with me to Jeremiah real quick. Jeremiah 23. And I want, I want to read this to you. And I want to show you something that, um, that is a super, super big deal for us to see tonight. And then I'll give you a couple thoughts um, that kind of go along with that. And then we'll, we'll be out of here. But Jeremiah 23, I'm, I'm going to kind of jump all over the place. Um, because really, if we had time, I'd read the entire chapter to you. But we ain't reading the whole chapter tonight. We're, just, we're, just gonna, we're gonna pick and choose. And so uh, I'm gonna kind of jump around. So first, let's read verses one through four and listen to this. Um, it says, woe to the shepherds. P.S., a, a better word for pastor, I think, is the word shepherd. And, and not that I'm reducing you to, to a sheep, but, but what the Bible describes is kind of like a shepherd have, has sheep that they're making sure that they're fed, 
that they're, that, they're, that they're protected, that they're covered, that pastors serve the same role in a local church community. Now, th- this is God speaking to Israel. And, and he says, woe to the shepherds, listen to this, who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel, against the shepherds who feed my people, you have scattered my flock driven them away and not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for evil, for the evil of your doing, says the Lord. Verse three, but I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I've driven them and bring them back to their fold where they, where they shall be fruitful and increase. And listen to this, verse four, and I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them and they shall fear no more nor shall they be dismayed, nor shall they be lacking, says the Lord. The, 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 the children of Israel in this time, they were in a pickle. They were, uh, uh, because of their disobedience, because of their walking away from God, because of their unwillingness to serve God, uh, God literally was, was, was selling them into slavery. Uh, they were about to be taken captive by the, uh, uh, by, by the Babylonians. And um, have you ever heard of the verse Jeremiah 29, 11? You ever heard of this verse? It's like the most popular Bible verse. Like, oh my gosh, for I know the plans I have for you. I love it because contextualized, I said it wrong again. Um, because in context, they were in 70 years of slavery. And, and, and they're like, God, get us out. And, he, and here was their word. No, I'm not getting you out. You're going to be in here for 70 years, but don't worry. I know the purpose and plan I have for you and, and I will redeem you. But, but God says right here, part of how Israel got here is the shepherds, the pastors, the leaders were not taking care of the sheep. And, and, and God doesn't just blame Israel. God goes to the shepherds and goes, listen, you haven't been feeding and attending to and caring for my flock and therefore they're scattered. They're, 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 therefore, they're, they're, all over the, they're all over the place and they're not doing well. And, and, and I want to pick back up in verse 16 through 17. Listen, you say, well, Brandon, how, how is it? How is it that the shepherds like weren't taking care of them? Listen to verse 16, 17. Thus says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. They make you worthless. They speak a vision of their own heart, not from the mouth of the Lord. Verse 17, listen to this. They continually say to those who despise me, the Lord has said, you're going to have peace. And everyone who walks according to the dictates of their own heart, they say, it's all good. No evil shall come upon you. For who has stood in the counsel of the Lord and perceived and heard his word? Who has marked his word and and, and heard of it. Jump with me uh, one more time. Go to verse 21 real quick. Verse 21 says this. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. Listen to verse 22. But if, someone say if. But if they had stood in my counsel and caused my people to hear my words, then they would have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. Am I a God near at hand, says the Lord, and not a God afar off? The last, last place I want to jump to, go all the way to verse 29 and listen to this. Is not my word, is not my word, is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. I'll give you five thoughts tonight. Number one, you could write this down, that God's word is needed. Did you know that you need God's word? 
Did you know that you like know you're desperate for God's word? And and I know primarily what we talk about and what we like to um, what we like to make a big emphasis of is this thing right here. You need the Bible, and and that's true. It's accurate. You you do need the Bible, but do do you know what else you need? You need the word of the Lord, or you need God's word covering you from your pastors and your leaders. Why? Because your pastors, your leaders, they have a grace that is on their life specifically for your life. Like I did not set it up this way. I've never preached a sermon like this because I'm always like, ah, you sound so weird saying this, but it's it's the reality. I, I didn't set it up this way. This is not my idea, but the reality is that the moment God placed me as a pastor and a leader over this community or in this community, there's a grace that's on my life specifically for your life. And there's a grace on the leaders who are in this room from God for, for your life. I, I, I was telling my wife this last night. Um, have you ever said anything that sounded really bold and someone was like, that's not true? You, you ever, ever, I, I was telling Jenny this last night and she's like, I don't think that's true. I'm like, no, 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 I, I know that it's true. Ready for it? This is, uh, we found out tonight, by the way, braggadocious is a real word. I thought I made it up. It's a real word. Christina Googled it, okay? Um, it's going to sound very braggadocious. What's the definition again of braggadocious? G- Google it real quick. We need to know the definition. Just, just Google it. Um, this is going to sound braggadocious, and Christina will tell us what that means in a moment. But, but, but boastful and arrogant. There you go. But, but I stand be- before the Lord with all conviction t- saying this tonight. I've never been wrong. And, and what, uh, Kimberly's like, okay, okay. And here's, 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 here's what I don't mean. I don't mean that I've, I've never got it wrong before and I've never made a dumb decision and I've never like estimated something wrongly. I mean, I thought for sure the Lakers were gonna win this past year and they did not. I've gotten it wrong so many times, but here, here's what I mean. I've never gotten it wrong when someone's come to me and said, Pastor Brandon, um, I, I really, really need some encouragement and, and, and some wisdom here. And, and, I, and I've prayed and said, Lord, help, Lord, help us to, to know. And, and given someone wisdom, encouragement, guidance, direction, I've, I've never gotten it wrong. But, but here, here's, here's why I've never gotten it wrong. Because as a covering, here's, here's what we're convicted to. Everything that we encourage, everything that we instruct, everything that we're going to cover, it's always, number one, inspired by the Holy Spirit. This is not my opinion. This is, not, this is us saying, God, we, we need for you to speak to us. Number two, it's verifiable by Scripture. It's like we're not giving people wisdom advice. Count that's like, well, you know, my it's this is just what the Bible says. And... And number three, it's always in, it's in context. I'll give you an example. And I got his, his permission to give you this example. Um, how many of you, you guys, you know, Eben Eddy? I think Eben Eddy is, is one of the greatest examples of someone who's just submitted his life to, 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 to spiritual covering. Um, I remember when, when he graduated high school, he came to me and there was this girl, she will re- remain nameless. And, um, oh, he was into her bad. Like he, like, it's like, like I'm going to marry this woman, but He's a man under spiritual covering. And so he came and said, Pastor Brandon, um, what, like, what do you think about this relationship? I said, well, I, like, I, don't, I don't know, bro. Like, I'm not God. Like, I, don't, I, I don't know. I said, but let's, let, let, let's pray, though. So we met up again. I said, hey, so I, I was praying, and I just have a sense. P.S., I'm never going to tell you, like, this is what God said. I'm just, this is just a sense I have. 
I just have a sense, man, that um, that's probably like not a great relationship for you right now. Oh, he was so mad. Like he, I have permission to tell you, he was so amazed. Like, ah, he, he, I get to like visibly angry. He's like, it's fine. He's like, but you know what though? I've made a decision. You're my pastor. You're my leader. I'm like, I want so badly to go this way, but I'm, I'm going to submit to that. Simultaneously, uh, we were starting a college and adult ministry. I'm like, bro, like you totally need to come. You totally need to come. I'm too busy. I don't really, want, I just, bro, I, I think it is a good idea. Fast forward the tape. Um, he, he ends up meeting his wife, Danielle, at our college and adult ministry. And I, I really, really didn't connect the dots, but probably six months to a year later, he, he goes, hey, I just want to say thank you so much for telling me something I didn't want to hear. Thank you so much for, for being, being willing to have a conversation with me that I didn't want to hear. Because looking backwards, that was a bad relationship waiting to happen. That was like that, that would have been so foolish. And I'm so glad that, that I wasn't tangled up in that. And I was able to, to wait and meet the person that I'm, I'm supposed to. Why am I telling you this? Because you need God's word. Can I just say, I need God's word. Like there are people in my life, my pastors, my leaders that I go to and I say, hey, uh, the Bible says that safety is in the multitude of, come on, someone finish it. Wise counsel. Safety comes when I go, God, I'm, I'm not just trying to figure this out on my own. God, you've put people in my life that will help me, that, that, that will encourage me. The, the Bible says, Proverbs 18, one, one of my favorite verses. It says, a man who isolates himself. It's not talking about a loner. It's talking about someone that goes, I don't, I don't, I don't need any, anybody's input. And does the, it says a man who isolates himself, you know, you know why he does it? He seeks his own desire. And the Bible says he's stupid. It literally uses the word, like the man who isolates himself, he, he seeks his own desire and rages against all wise judgment. Proverbs 14, 12 says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is always the way of destruction. We need God's word. I'm not telling this because anybody in this room, myself, any of our leaders are trying to control anybody's life. That's the last thing. I got three kids. I, I, the last thing I, I have time for is to control anybody, we, but we're shepherds though. And God's placed all of us, myself included, under spiritual covering for the purpose of saying, God, I'm submitted. I, I need to know what the Bible says, but God, give me people that will surround me and help me to know, God, what, what are you saying in this season? Number two, write this down, that, that God's design is spiritual covering. You can go cover to cover in the Bible. I'd be happy to sit down with you after tonight and like help you to go Genesis to Revelation and see, but God's design is always spiritual covering. This is God's design and so much of our American culture that just wants it my way. Um, it's gotten us away from this, but God's design and spiritual covering. Number, number three, write this down, that unity is essential. I want to read this scripture to you, Psalm 133. Psalm 133, it says this, uh, reading the whole chapter, three verses. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garment. Verse three is what I really want to hone in on. It's like the dew of, of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion for there, someone say there, there. for there, the Lord has commanded the blessing life forevermore. There is blessing when we are in unity. Brenda, how do we get into unity? Here's what Paul said. Paul goes, you got to start saying the same thing. What do you mean saying the same thing? Uh, the, 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 the church of Ephesus, um, I'm sorry, not the church of Ephesus, the, 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 the church of Corinth. 
scholars say is the closest thing that we have to, to the American church in the Bible. Issues, things that are going on, culture, different things that were, is the closest thing we have. And, and we see in, I'm sorry, I was right the first time, not, not Corinthians, Ephesians. In, in, in the book of Ephesians that Paul comes and, no, Brandon, you're right. It's 1 Corinthians. It's, it says 1 Corinthians. Paul, Paul comes and he goes, listen, I'm pleading with you. You guys need to get under the same spiritual covering. You, you got people in this room and they're like, well, I'm with Paul. Well, now I'm with Apollos. Well, I'm with Jesus. Like, no, no, no. You guys need to get into unity because there God's blessing will be. Let me give you two, two more thoughts tonight. We'll end right here. Then before I write this down, that you got to come under and, and, and you have to receive. My, my, my closing two thoughts are for two different groups of people. Uh, number four, this is for all of our students who are here tonight. Um, here's, here's, here's my instruction, my encouragement. You got to make a decision to come, come under and receive. What, what, what does that mean? That means you got to make a decision in your heart. Someone say heart. It's a heart decision. This is not a, a weird legalistic thing. Like people who make things weird are just weird people, okay? Like this is not a legalistic thing where it's like, okay, well, like I can never make a decision ever again unless I talk to one. No, 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 that's like that, that, that's weird. It's a heart decision that says, God, there's something in me that, that, that strives to do my own thing. There's something in me, God, that, that rebels sometimes. It goes, I just, I want what I want when I want it, but God, you've placed me. You've placed me under spiritual covering. God, you've given me pastors. You've given me awesome leaders, God. And God, they, they're, they're here because I need them. So I'm just making a decision in my heart. God, I'm going to be humble and I'm going to receive. God, when, when I have a leader that tries to speak into my life and tries to encourage me. God, when I'm in small group and one of my leaders is, is, is trying to help me see, God, I'm just going to be humble and go, Lord, I, I, I receive that. Number five, Kim, Kimberly, you, you can come up and help us close. But number five, this is for all of our leaders. But you can write this down. Leaders must lead. Leaders must lead. Uh, if you're a student, I, I want you to help me preach real quick for all of our leaders. Uh, just loud and proud. Say, leaders, leaders. Must, must lead. Come on, we got to get a little more emphasis real quick while, while Kimberly gets up here. Um, say, leaders, leaders. Must, must lead. Okay, go, go with me to one last scripture, Joshua. This is for all, for all our leaders in the house. However, this applies um, to anybody because we're all called to be leaders in some sphere. But, but the, 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 the book of Joshua, it's really the story of the, of, of the children of Israel going into the promised land. Now, have you ever seen, anybody ever seen the Prince of Egypt? You ever seen that movie? Um, the, the children of Israel, they were in Egyptian slavery. Okay, so they're, they're slaves. They're under captivity. And Moses, how many of you know who Moses is? Moses, he frees the children of Israel. He, not him, but God, but God used him. And, and they wander in the wilderness for 40 years. And Moses dies. Joshua chapter one uh, kind of opens up pretty strong. And Joshua chapter one, uh, here's, here's what, what God says. Uh, God goes, Joshua, Moses is dead. He's gone, bro. He's like, he's, he's not here anymore. Like we, is enough time dwelling. He's gone, okay? He ain't coming back. And he goes, Joshua, now is your time. It's your time. It is your time to, to lead. How do you follow up the act of Moses, by the way? Like Moses delivered an entire nation from Egyptian slavery. Moses is the dude with the rod. 
Like just, like just real, real quick, Kay, put yourself in Moses' shoes or Joshua's shoes. Moses put a, put a, a rod on the ground and the Red Sea parted. Myrtle Beach split in two and they walked straight across to, to, to a new land. M- Moses, he's the guy where there was miracles like he hit a rock and water came flowing out of a rock. I'm so thirsty. No worries, bro. We got Fiji. And I, and, and you're Joshua. All right. Moses is dead. Um, you're up, bro. That's kind of intimidating, right? Like, I don't, that's a, that's a tough, tough act to follow. Like, that's, that, that's big Mo. And, and, and I want, want you to read this passage, Joshua chapter um, I, I forget what I said it was, but you have it in the notes, Brad. Joshua, it's in, it's in the, er, the early part. Here, here's what the, what the children of Israel say to Joshua. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, so we will heed you. Just as we listened and we followed Moses in all things, we're gonna listen to you. We're gonna follow you. In other words, hey, we're, like, we're choosing to submit under the spiritual covering God that you've given us. But listen to what he said, they say. They say, only the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. In other words, students from LYC come to the adult leaders and go, hey man, we're making a decision to to just submit under spiritual authority. Like this is the way God designed it, the way God set it up. We see cover to cover. God places shepherds over people to help them, to lead them, to guide them, to be spiritual leaders in their life. It's cover to cover, by the way, we see everyone who rejects spiritual authority, they never actually succeed or prosper, usually is not good. So we're just, we're making a decision. We are going to, to submit, to receive, to humble ourselves. Like you got, you're, you're our leader, man. Only thing we ask, you be full of the spirit of God and you lead us in God's ways. Just like we heeded Moses in all things, so we will heed you. Only the Lord your God be with you like he was with Moses. Can, can I just encourage all of our leaders tonight that the assignment we have is a weighty one. The call that's on our life, in the, it's a weighty one because God wants to use us as shepherds to lead and guide and help and discern God what God, what do you say? How, how, how do we feed? How do we lead? But, but God has to be with you. We, we got to make a decision that we're staying full of the spirit of God. We got to make a decision that we're students of God's word. We got to make a decision that we're sensitive to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit so that as we, as we lead because we're leaders and as we're humble and receive because we're under spiritual covering so we can see God move. We, it's, it won't be on the screen because I didn't have Brad put it up there, but Acts 2.42, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine. They, they devoted themselves, not just to what the written word said, but they devoted themselves to the apostles, the leaders, and to the teaching they were bringing from God's word, to the covering, the, the encouragement, the shepherding they were bringing from God's word. And the Bible says, you, you can go on verse 43 and verse 47, that God began to do signs and wonders. 
that just, just something supernatural happened where God began to do signs and wonders. God began to move. There, there, there began to be a presence of the Holy Spirit and, and, and there, there, there began to be supernatural works that only God can do. Why? Because there was proper alignment. Because Psalm 133 says there's blessing when there's unity and it flows in the right way. I am not claiming to know to know anything. I'm not claiming to have all the answers. I'm not claiming to, to understand all of life's quandaries, but here, here's, here's what I am just, just su submitting. I'm doing the best I can to say, God, would you help me help other people? I'm doing the best I can every day when I wake up to say, God, today I'm coming to you to pray, to be filled with your spirit, to study your word, not just for me, but because God, you've called me to be a shepherd. And, and this is our responsibility as leaders. If you're a leader, this is our responsibility. This is our call. But, but I'll just say, I, I, I can turn back right around and I'll just say, I'm, 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 I'm in your, your boat tonight too, because here's the reality. The moment that I take off my shepherd hat, guess what? I am under spiritual covering. And so, so I come and I say, God, there's something in me that wants to do my own thing, but no, God, you've put a pastor in my life. You've put leaders in my life. And so I choose to submit and receive from the leaders, not because it's them, because God, it, it, it's a you thing. Can I tell you, this is a cycle. I, I promise we're done right here. This is a cycle because guess what? You are a spiritual leader in some context. You have friends at school. You, you have people on your team. You have relationships and connections and God wants to begin to use you as an instrument to help them, to lead them, to guide them, to, to shepherd them. Last, last thing I'm gonna read and then I'm gonna ask Matt to come and pray for us as we close. Um, so I'm gonna read this scripture and then Matt come up, come up here and I want you to close us in prayer tonight and, um, and uh, then, then we're gonna be done. John, some will say John, John, John chapter 21. This is the, the last chapter of the gospel of John. Jesus is about to leave and this is what he says to Peter. So verse 15, so when they'd eaten breakfast, Jesus said to, to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Listen to what he said. So feed my lambs. He, he said again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, okay, take care of my sheep. Verse 17, he said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said it to him a third time. Yes, I love you. Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. We are sheep. And yes, we have a great shepherd that is Jesus, but God has given us shepherds to feed us, to guide us, to help us to find the, the fullness of all that God has. And leaders gotta lead and we have to be humble enough to We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.